I mean, this is the last stand. He's back from over a year-long radio hiatus. Well, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. We know how much you've missed him, Tennessee. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons be goons. Can you say Hail Mary? So he's bringing you an all-new podcast coming straight from the heart of Knoxville. 11 in a row, 11 in a row, 11 in a row, 11 in a row, eh, eh, 38 in a row, as in 38 unanswered points. He's the hardest working man in America that doesn't drink beer. He's looking for a woman with a good insurance policy, and you can always find him on the second floor somewhere getting shoulder rubbed. His name is John Reed, and this is Reed's Ranch. Point four, Florida, you can go to hell. Another victory edition of Reed's Ranch. Now we're at game week, a big game as Tennessee heads down to Georgia. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Happy to be here. Happy to be here with you. It is Tuesday, October 6th, approximately 4 o'clock Eastern time. How are you feeling as we get set for this game on Saturday? Uh, I'm feeling great about this football team and this football program. I was trying to do a little bit of thinking earlier today. I thought Saturday was the best, most complete game that UT has played in years, probably. I don't know the last time Tennessee played as well as they did Saturday all across the board. Yeah, especially against an SEC opponent. Yeah. Um, I mean, the last game I remember, like, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know the last time Tennessee played this well against an SEC opponent from beginning to end, top to bottom. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, about the program in general, I feel great. Um, I mean, I, things are definitely trending in the right direction overall. I've been pretty pumped all week for this game on Saturday. Yeah, I, I don't think that we're going to get blown out of the water like Auburn did. Oh, phew. You had me nervous with your tone. Uh, you had me. I thought you were going to say we were not going to have a chance, but you swerved me a little bit. Now, you still don't sound like you think we're going to win, though. I can hear it in your voice already. You think we're going to lose. I have no idea. I think it will be close. I think that Tennessee um, will have a chance to win the game. I mean, I think Tennessee definitely like plays with them – for the first three quarters. Now, whether or not when it gets to crunch time in the fourth, whether we actually have a legit chance to win will remain to be seen. But I think Tennessee plays with Georgia. I think uh, like Tennessee will play better than Auburn will for the simple fact that like we can control the ball better than they could. Uh, they did not even they did not even try to run the ball. Um, I really don't know what Auburn's offensive philosophy would be best described as right now. And I would say we have a better coach. We do have a better coach. We, ha- we will have a better game plan. And you know what else I'll say? We have a better quarterback. We do. We do. We do. I, I, that's not even I, – I totally agree with you. I, there's nothing that even is like – can be debated about that. Uh, Bo Nix, he looked like the guy that played in the Swamp last year. Like he has regressed tremendously – uh, if there was any bit of pressure, he tried to scramble. His first instinct is to run, was to run Saturday night when there was the smallest bit of pressure. Um, uh, they did not even try to run the ball. I, it was very odd. It, it was a very odd, um, very odd offensive game plan. By I think they suck. I do too. Now, uh, I do think that, like, they might suck right now, but we all know how Gus Malzani is. They could be a different team a month from now. Like, I don't know how much longer he's going to let Chad Morris run that offense. If I, I will say it's more likely they look worse later in the year. They don't see, they don't seem like the type that really gets better under Gus. Either they're good or they're bad and get worse. Chad Morris. Looks off. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, did uh, did Gus not watch his offense at Arkansas? That was terrible. Um, they also looked in general just very slow to me. 
They looked very slow as a football team. I didn't think they looked good against Kentucky week one. They did. I thought they, they looked did awful not. week two. Uh, that's a win, in my opinion. Tennessee is beating both Auburn and Texas A&M. Please jot it down. A&M is a W. Don't forget it. We are beating both of those teams. It's happening. And I'm not going to panic on how Georgia looked versus Auburn because I don't think Auburn's very good. Yeah, and week to week, you really can't make these huge, like, you really can't make, it's week to week, man. The transitive property doesn't really work in college football. We've talked about it before. Um, they did not put Stetson Bennett under any pressure. Like, he was under none. They were He was able to hand it off to Zamir White, who was able to do whatever he wanted. And then every once in a while, he would drop back to pass. And, I mean, I think Stetson Bennett's looked better than anybody ever thought he would, but he was under no pressure. Uh, Brother Austin, Power T-Tape, came on the radio show today. He's doing Tuesdays with me. And he said, basically, Stetson Bennett does all his damage across the middle of the field. Like, so Tennessee's going to have to shut down the middle of the field in his passing game, and then he becomes very, very bad. Stetson Bennett is uh, worse than what we thought George would have at quarterback. Correct. I'm not worried about Stetson Bennett at all because if it comes down to it and Stetson Bennett beats us, then I'll tip my cap. That means we shut down the running game and we were able to control the ball on the ground with our running game and, you know, Stetson Bennett beat us. I'll tip my cap. Like, I, you gotta, you gotta let him. You gotta make him beat you. I think you take away the middle of the field, you take away the run game, make him beat you. I, yeah, I mean, just load up the box. Just load up the box, and you know, you hope that your safeties. I, I'd keep my safeties back, and you know, make them dominate the middle of the field, and then you hope that your linebackers and defensive line can you know keep them from gashing you on the ground. But you know, just. Uh, Take away that deep post, and then he becomes a little bit. Uh, you know, he, he looks like a walk-on quarterback at that point. I do worry a little bit about like the other linebacker in coverage, whether it's Crouch or Banks. Like, sure, but I mean, I, mean, I worry a little bit about Hank and uh, you know Henry T is not very good in pass coverage either. No, I feel it, like it's his worst. You know, it, it, he's not nearly as good as that as he is at running downhill and, and going and tackling the ball carrier. Um. One thing, I think the thing that has probably stuck out to me, the, like the biggest thing about the defense so far, is that we have seen no nothing exotic in terms of blitzes. We all know Jeremy Pruitt loves to blitz the cornerback. He loves to blitz from every possible angle that exists on the football field. We haven't done really any of that. Saw a little bit of it against South Carolina, but no, nothing, nothing crazy. Slaughter came off the edge that one time against South Carolina, but nothing like usual. Yeah, it was a beautiful delayed blitz. We, we disguised that pretty well. That will change Saturday. Oh, yeah, for sure. We will be back to bringing it from every angle imaginable Saturday. We will also have our, you know, I mean, it will be nice that Bryce Thompson will be at cornerback Saturday for the first time, really. And we will have Sean Schamberger at nickel. So, no offense to Kenny George. He played okay, but, man, you got to catch those interceptions when you can. No, he had a couple plays in run, in uh, run, coverage that he uh, made aggressively on the sidelines. I thought he did okay in run stopping, but you know, you're going to have to have your best players on the field. Like you have to have Schamberger out there and you have to hope these safeties are ready to go too. And that, you know, just adding that one extra body, that's one of your best players, you know, helps unlock everyone else and make them more comfortable. Yeah. But I, I expect Tennessee to be in this game. Okay. The entire game. Like, I have no idea what will happen, uh, but I think it will be a close game. I don't expect for Tennessee to get blown out. I think uh, we're too good right now. I think we're playing well. I think we're well coached. Uh, we have a very, very, very good offensive line. Uh, I expect it to be a close game. I'm excited. Like, it's exciting. I mean, this is this is Pruitt's first time being highly ranked, going up against a highly ranked opponent. Tennessee should be ranked higher. Um... The rankings just this entire year have been laughable. I would like to know why Texas A&M was ranked so high to begin with. What was this based on? It wasn't based on reality. It's never been about reality with Texas A&M. 
they're basically. It's funny to me that they're basically the same exact program under Jimbo that they were under Kevin Sumlin. They are the exact same. We talked about it last week that uh, that Auburn, or excuse me, that, that Alabama Texas A&M game was going to go exactly the same way it always goes. It's exactly what happened. They came out, they moved the ball a little bit, and Alabama just put fifty on them and comfortably won. It's the same game. It's the same exact program as it has been. It's yeah, like. I certainly didn't expect the Auburn Georgia game to go the way it did, but that being said, it was I couldn't believe that A and M Alabama got the two thirty CBS game. I guess more people will watch Alabama because they're Alabama, so CBS goes with that. But like everyone knew, Alabama was about to drop the hammer on Texas A and M. They're not any good. They're not any good. Please note, we are beating both of those teams, Auburn and Texas A and M. I will take. My two running backs over A&M's vaunted dual running back, uh, whatever their names are, Spiller and whatever the dude's name is. I don't know. They're supposed to be good. I'll take Chandler and Gray. I'll take Chandler and Gray over most running back combos in this in the SEC. That's what I was going to say. I don't know who the other big-time duos are. I'm sure Georgia's got some. I'm sure Alabama's got some. But, like, I feel like our two running backs are pretty good. Yeah. I think Ty Chandler's gotten a lot better. Ty Chandler looks like freshman Ty Chandler. He looks good. Eric Gray, I mean, what can you even say? He's elastic. He he is he's elastic, he's electric, he's eccentric, he is elusive, effusive. Eccentric I don't feel like really works, but he has a nose ring, so I was gonna go, oh, go with that. Okay. You know, you know, I was stretching for ease you, with adjectives. You know who else kinda had a nose ring, right? Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, I was gonna go Alvin Kamara, but Ezekiel Elliott works better with he works better with the E. Um. Yep. Alvin Kamara does too. Yeah. I really like this football team. All right, let's go. I really like this football team. I think that Tennessee. It's right in front of them to go eight and two. Eight and two. Seven and I think seven and three. We should forget. We should as of right now. Seven and three is the weeks. new expectation. Let's just say it. Seven and three is the new expectation. Say it, Seth. It's the new expectation. I expect to go seven and three. There's no reason for them not to. I mean, Kentucky is terrible. Sucks. How about that? That's another one. That's another one, man. We we talked about this. What is it about, about a month ago? Why Kentucky was so highly thought of? We we even went after brother Cole Kublik. He's not my brother. He is not my brother. I like Cole, but that was a god awful pick. If Cole's listening. That was a terrible pick, man. I could have told you Kentucky wasn't going to be any good. You know what else could have told him Kentucky wasn't going to be any good? The history of Kentucky football. The history the history of Kentucky football. I, what was that? I, I don't understand the Kentucky love. It's like just because Mark Stoops has built them up to where they get six or seven wins every year, they're all of a sudden like a nine or ten win team. They're not. They're still Kentucky. They're just not quite as bad as they used to be. Mark Stoops is fine. He can win them six or seven games in a regular year when they get two bot wins. But he is still Mark Stoops at Kentucky. There's no there's no next step for him. Like, it's been year six. Like, it, it, there's no next step. Or is it year six, year seven? I mean, he was hired in what, 2012? I think it might be seven. So, hell, like, I mean, he is what he is. It's nice, whatever. Like, they'll win some games. They won't be embarrassing. They're be, they'll be better than Vanderbilt. That's all they can ask for. Be better than Vanderbilt and be at least equivalent to South Carolina and Missouri. That's who you are. You said it best. They're not embarrassing. They're not embarrassing. And that's anymore. fine. Like, I think Mark Stoops doing a fine job. I think he's a pretty good coach. But it's still Kentucky football. Just because they're not embarrassing doesn't mean that they're going to finish, like, third in the SEC East behind two top five teams. They can pay attention to football. It's no longer where they just have to wait to basketball. They can go pack out Kroger Field get their fuel points ready and not, you know, not be embarrassed to be t- uh, Kentucky fans. It's fine. They're, they're a nice little team and they can, like I said, compete against South Carolina, compete against uh, Mississippi state, have fun with those games, but you're not going to beat the big boys. And guess what? Tennessee's a big boy again. Yeah. Tech Vol says A&M still riding the hype from Manziel. There might be still some residual hype from Manziel. They didn't even they win anything in, with Manziel. When they came into the SEC and, and won some games, whatever. I, I really, I don't understand the A&M hype. Every year they're overranked, they get knocked down, and then they beat like Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and they climb back up the rankings in time for like an Auburn or an LSU game, which they promptly lose, 
and then they're back down. And then over the eight months of the offseason, they're rehabilitated into a top 10 team. They lost at home to Bo Nix last year. Okay. You got Bo Nix showed up in College Station and walked the dog. You don't like They're not good. Tennessee's much better than them. Tennessee is much better than them across the board. Uh, Tennessee has better quarterback play than AM. Kellen Mond is not good. Garantano's out here slinging NFL passes to his very good wide receiving core, which adds Jalen Hyatt, who looks like he's going to be very good. We look good. Like I said, we're a big boy again. It's here. We are a big boy again. Maybe, you know, yes. Yes, Seth. We have lost 33 straight games to top 10 opponents, but that was before we were big boys again. Yeah, I'm not counting those. Those don't count. But they don't. Anything with any other coaches that's not Jeremy Pruitt, I'm sorry, not counting it. Yeah, I don't know if it's just a Texas thing. Like, I, I really, I'm so tired of A&M. Like, I'm tired. Like, the, the SEC power rankings also annoyed me. LSU and Auburn are above Tennessee. Okay. LSU. <laughs> okay. Like, it would be one thing for Alex Scarborough, a massive nerd, if he had just said, look, I think at the end of the day, LSU's better than what they showed against Mississippi State. Okay, man, whatever, you know, I'm. I'm not necessarily agreeing with you or disagreeing with you, but okay. But to justify them getting put into fourth place because of how their defense looked against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Um, and how Miles Brennan looked against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Is laughable. It's a joke. Like, give me a break. It's Vanderbilt. They did not even look like Miles Brennan could not have looked that good. It's Vanderbilt. And it, exactly, it didn't even matter if he did. It's Vandy. Like you're giving you're giving LSU more credit for what they did against Vandy than you're giving Tennessee for what they did against Missouri. They could have slipped Joe Burrow in his jersey and let him play, and I still wouldn't have given a fuck because it's Vanderbilt. Yeah, like, I mean, it just it blows my mind, like. Nothing LSU did on offense is as impressive as Tennessee's running game. Do you think we can run against Georgia? Yes. I don't know. I don't – I'm not saying, like, that it's going to be like five yards a pop or it'll be like it will Saturday, but I think we will have some success on the ground running the ball. Wanye Morris looks awesome. He looks like the preseason All-SEC second team offensive lineman. Trey Smith is awesome. And Cade Mays looked really good, too. Early patron question coming from Ryan. Would you rather guarantee 200 rushing yards Saturday or be two-plus in the turnover battle? And that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd still rather be two-plus in the turnover battle. I just think turnover is going to be important. I mean, especially if it's raining like it looks like it's going to be. Oh, Tennessee's going to have to get some turnovers Saturday. That's what I'm saying. Like, guaranteeing me we're – because, I mean, if you're two-plus, that means you you, know, you might be forcing turnovers, but you're also not turning the ball over by yourself most likely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think plus two in the turnover margin is, is the answer. 200 yards running. I mean, you, you've seen these movies enough, right, Seth, where you, like, guarantee certain things and then they fuck you on the back end. Like, you know, we've seen every Make-A-Wish movie. If we guarantee the 200 rushing yards, it'd be some dumb shit like we have seven turnovers like we did against A&M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, plus two in the turnover margin, I think, is the correct answer. What's the number? Is, is there a number in your head that we need to be able to run for, though, to win? Because, I mean, I, I don't know if there is, but, like, what would you consider a great day on the ground for us? A successful day? No, I, I don't really know. Like, I think 150 yards would be pretty impressive. Yeah. This is Georgia front. That's the number I was thinking. If we can run for uh, 150. I mean, I, I'm thinking 150. Auburn. Auburn rushed for 39 yards on 22 carries. I don't know if we have to get 100. I mean, I don't know if there's a number that we have to have. I don't know that it is 150. Like, to me, it's not necessarily the number as much as it is about, like, 
being able to get a fourth and one. Yeah, being able to pick up a third and four. And, like, just being able to extend the drives and burn some clock. Like, I know burning clock isn't a big thing, but I'm thinking more of, like, just being able to give the defense a rest from time to time. I mean, flipping the field, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know if it's necessarily a number as much as it is, like, just an overall performance of being able to get, like, crucial yards. We have to be able to turn first and ten into second and five. Yeah, I agree. And and then have two shots of picking first downs up. Like, I don't want to be second and ten, second and eight a lot versus this team. Yeah. At some point, nobody's made Garantano have to do it yet, but at some point, and it probably will be Saturday, he is going to have to throw across the middle of the field. He's done it a couple times, but yeah, not like in pressure situations. He's hardly done it. Like, I mean, the one the one really bad pass he had Saturday was the slants. Um, Which one was that? Like I don't three, remember that one. There were like three Missouri defenders there. Um, I, the screenplay was pretty bad too, but um, the slant was the one that was the the worst of the two. I thought. I thought he threw a rope on a on a crossing route to Hyatt on the one that Hyatt smacked that guy in the face. Yeah, that was a really good play. Hyatt looks really good. Hyatt looks like a future stud. Yeah, he, he's very, he is extremely smooth. Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. He just looks smooth. But, you know, the most of the passes that we've thrown have been, you know, down the sidelines, the big plays. and um, But he's going to have to throw some slants at some point. We're going to have to throw the ball across the middle of the field a little bit at some point. Um, I think he can do it. Um, he looks really good, man. I don't think anybody expected Garantano to, to be doing this right now. Please note that Jalen Hyde is now referred to as uh, Santana because he's so smooth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that was good. He is smooth, man. That pass, uh, I mean, both those catches he had were, I mean, the, those crossing route, he's wide open, but I mean, he just, he glides when he runs. I think that's what you mean by smooth, like it just looks natural. Yeah. And then that adjustment, that was such a good adjustment on his first catch, on that sideline throw. And it was a good throw by Garantano. Like I know he had to kind of drift to the sideline, but it was open and you threw it where he, you know, he kept it in stride. But that was just a NFL type of adjustment there. Yes, the, everything about it was good. Everything about it was good. I mean, he just looked, everything, yeah, but like the way Hyatt runs, the way Santana runs is smooth. But, like, everything about him just, like, exuded someone who is very skilled at playing wide receiver, especially for a freshman. But, you know, we all know and love his dad. His dad was his high school coach. I do so love it's not his surprised. dad. I do love his dad. His dad's awesome. It's not surprised he's as polished as he is. Get him on staff. Hell, he's a better wide receivers coach than Azani was. <laughs> Let him be an offensive analyst. Let's go. I mean, his son's a like, top 100 receiver, too. The next one coming up. Let's get him, too. Oh, I didn't realize there was another son that's good. Yeah, he's a top 100 player. I think he is a uh, rising, I guess he's a sophomore. Okay. But yeah, no, he's a stud too. He was like number like 80, I think, in uh, the top 100 sophomores or whatever, whenever they finally uh, uh, rank those, the next class. Papa, Papa Hyatt's out here getting some NFL players. He is. He is, um, he is our LeVar Ball, <laughs> but except he loves the coaches. LeVar Ball hated the coaches. Papa Hyatt loves the coaches. He is our LeVar Ball with with a good with a good attitude. Yeah, Devin Hyatt is the number ninety three overall player in the nation. Yep. So, um, I thought also I thought Omari Thomas looked really good. He had some nice he had a nice play get in the backfield looked pretty quick. I mean, week uh, another week another. Defensive lineman getting an accolade. I mean, Kevon Bennett got the uh, what he he was on the national pro football focus team of the week. Very nice. He was one of the four best you know defensive linemen in the country according to how he played last week. So you know, of course, we had DeAndre Johnson week one being the SEC defensive lineman of the of the week, and then we had Kevon coming out and getting it get done in week two. So we got some talent up there on the defensive front, man. Yeah this this weekend will obviously test their medal, but I will keep saying what I said a couple weeks ago, what we both said a couple weeks ago, is that these guys Eat shit, none Marlins. of them none of them none of them are stars. Oh they had a home run. Three run bomb. We love the Braves. Chop chop. 
Um, these guys, like, none of them are going to pop off the page like Daryl Taylor, but they're good. Like, they're all solid. You know, they're all solid. Like, Junkyard Dog, he had another good game. I hope he's healthy enough to go this weekend. I'm pumped, man. I want uh, uh, Marwan asked if I'm going. That was another patron question. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. I still want to go. Although the weather looks abysmal, man. Yeah, it does. It does look awful, which I think plays into our hands, right? I mean, I mean surely Garantano can, is more well-equipped to handle that than an undersized quarterback that used to be a walk-on. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, we have the better quarterback in this game, and we have the better offensive line. Now, other than that, I don't know, you know, we might have better running backs, um, but I, we have we have the better offensive line. And we have the better quarterback. So the nastier it gets, plays into our hands. I think. Okay. I'm not sure there's a position unit on defense where we're better than them at. I mean, Hank might be better than any of their linebackers. I know more about their secondary than I do their their front seven. Um, but you know the the linebacker core. I don't know if it's better, but I we have better offensive line. We have better quarterback. Um, so I think playing in a monsoon helps us. Kirby Smart's terrified right now. They don't want Tennessee to be good. He knows what's coming. He knows that he has fumbled his opportunity because Florida looks fucking good and Tennessee is here. Yeah, what's the deal with Florida's defense? I don't know. Haven't watched enough of them to say, but I'll just say that, you know, Dan Mullen's got him in offense and Tennessee looks like a complete team. And Kirby realizes that the SEC East is no longer his for the taking. Tennessee does look like a complete team. You know, that they really, they do. Like, top to bottom, we look like a complete team. Saturday, we played a team that we were supposed to beat by double digits. We scored on the very first drive of the game. We went for it on fourth and one from, what, our own 34, 36? We said, fuck it. Here we go. We got the best quarterback sneaker in the country, and we're getting this first down. You know, there were things that we really struggled at last year, like red zone offense. Saturday. And quarterback sneaking. Saturday, we got to the red zone five times. We got five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. It looks like last year's Tennessee Titans out there. Both my teams just being able to punch it in, in the red zone. We love to see it. It's beautiful. We all know the quarterback issues we had last year. Garantano looked really good Saturday. Um. He made the right reads again, made the right decisions this time. He fixed his mechanics, as we all expected him to. We knew Jim Chaney and, and Chris Winkie were going to go under the hood and make a couple we tweets. We knew it was a simple mechanical issue. We know that Chris Winkie is like the best quarterback coach in the nation. We know that if Chris Winkie spots something, it's getting fixed, okay? And we know he can see it all. He is the best quarterback coach in the country, according to Seth Hughes and many others. And that those mechanical issues got fixed, and next thing you know, he's just slinging the, ho- the the ball all over the field. I almost said slinging the hog. She was slinging his hog. He was slinging his hog Saturday a little bit. Most of the sl- hog slinging came on runs, though. It did, which is good to see. We love seeing that. We love we love seeing Cade Mays in orange and white being a road grader. Our offensive line is huge. I'm worried about our offensive line getting a couple personal fouls this game. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to. I don't want to take a turn to negative town, but I'm just on alert between Cade and Trey. I'm a little worried that we're going to get a personal foul penalty that's going to kill a drive. Our second and three is going to turn into second and eighteen. My favorite Trey Smith moment of all time is last year at Kentucky when he was he he was fed up, and so he just decided he was just going to jump on top of that dude like five seconds after the whistle had been blown. Sometimes you got to send a message. Sometimes you got to send a message. That was hysterical. You can do that against Kentucky. I don't know if we can go down there and send a message against Georgia, but hey, maybe we can. Maybe we can say, you know what? You know, if, if it's if it's you know a fourth down, maybe that's when you get your personal foul. If it's like a fourth and six and you know you're punting, maybe just give an extra 15 yards. Send a message. Or after a first down. Like if you turn or big run out for a first down, because then the chains reset, and yeah, you're just giving up field position at that point. It'll still be first and 10. Maybe that's when you have to send your message, not when it's like second and three or third and one, and you like you know knock it back. What did Cade Mays do in particular to make you think that he was towing the line? Well, I mean, like, nothing in week two, but week one, he had that one where he done, you know, speared the guy on the ground. 
Um, actually, I guess it would no, well, no, no, no. This was actually no. This was last week. Okay, never mind. This was your boy Cole Kublik tweeting it out that Cade Mays he knocked the one guy down in pass protection, then dove on the ground, mm-hmm. hit him hard. Uh, and then like you know here in Knoxville, like I mean there was a lot of people that talked about that he would do stuff like that all the time at, at Catholic in high school. Okay. Just kind of just kind of towed the line. So I think he's got a little uh, aggression in him, and we know Trey does. Yeah, we know Trey is Trey uh, when he gets fed up. Well. I mean, we just got we we got a badass offensive line. We got guys that have bad intentions on the offensive line. They want to hurt people. So I'm not saying I'm that I think it's dirty or that I'm mad about. It. I'm just saying I'm a little worried about it. Okay. Just that you know they're going to be gassed up. They're going to be fired up. They're going to know that they have to come in here and set the tone. And like I hope Prude is letting them know that. I hope Prude is telling them all week that they are going to be the best unit on the field that they are going to win this game for us. And I hope every time it's fourth and short, Pruitt line, you know, lines them up and says, let's go for it. The, what you what he did to start the game against Missouri, the fourth and one from his 34, do that same shit against Georgia. I agree. I agree. Like, I don't care if their defensive line is better. You have to make our offensive line think that we're better than them. So you, you, you go for that fourth down. You've been doing it against South Carolina. You did it against Missouri. You keep that same mentality against Georgia. And if you don't get it, Fuck it. We'll line up. We'll get it next time. But you have to come in there being the toughest team and believing. Put it on the offensive line. Say, that's our unit. We got all NFL players except old-ass Brandon Kennedy. No offense to him. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's a good college player. I don't know if he has an NFL career just because of his knees. I mean, he's a good college player. But we have, you know, five other guys that we rotate in that are NFL guys. You put it on the offensive line, and you line up, and you say, we're going for it. Yeah, I agree. You don't need to change anything about, like, I mean, like, you need to keep being aggressive. There is zero. I think he will be. He's always been aggressive. I mean, we he's always done stuff. He's, it's never changed from being on the road versus being at home. When we played Auburn a couple of years ago, he did the onside kick. Like, and at home versus Florida. Like, I mean, he does stay aggressive against the good teams. Now, you know, some of those maybe he felt like he had to, I don't want to say gimmick it up a little bit, but, I mean, you did have to gimmick, gimmick it up a little bit because they had more talent. But Georgia probably still has more talent than us, too. But, they don't have more talent on the offensive line. Not at the quarterback position right now. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think you're correct. I'm ex- very excited. Like, I, I'm very I'll excited. take our wide receivers ahead of their wide receivers, too. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone's as talented as, as, as Pickens is, but I don't know that they have, like, I don't know who their secondary guy is. Maybe the Burton guy. Like, but he's not had a better year than Brandon Johnson has. You know. And look, uh, if there's a ball coming up, I trust Josh Palmer to go get it. That catch he had on that third down on that hitch route, you know, in the first half was pretty nasty. Josh Palmer is an NFL wide air. receiver. He is an NFL wide receiver for sure. He is. Um, I just think this Tennessee team is very, very solid. I don't think anybody could have asked. For a better start, we won on the road week one with a team that barely got to practice against a team that pretty much had to win that game. South Carolina pretty much had to win that UT game. And we won, and then the second week, we played a team that we were much better than, and we beat the brakes off of them. It was never even particularly close. And we we got better from week one to week two. We got a lot better. It was much better. Tennessee was much better week two than oh, week one. I'm pumped up. Let's go. I'm excited. I mean, I, I, there's no – this is like why you – this is why these games – I mean, this is this is it. Like This is what we've been waiting for. Yep. Tennessee is ranked 12th, 13th. Georgia's in the top five. I guess Georgia's two or three, four. I don't really know. Um, Who cares? I think Tennessee can play with them. Okay. Let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Uh, the game thread will be uh, quite a rod on Saturday. If you want access to the game thread, go to Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Game thread is going to be... Uh, the game thread is going to get deleted people are gonna be about tense. 10 times. People are going to be tense. Game thread is going to be tense. Jackie wants to know when Big said Tillman will make a play. This Saturday... Seds had to go down the uh, the depth chart a little bit. We got a, we got too much talent right now. Why did he change his number? I don't like that. I thought eighty five was a cool number. Does anybody wear eighty five now instead of him? I don't know, but he's number four now, and it confuses me. I wish he was still eighty five. Yeah, I believe that brother Cedric 
has been passed by Jalen Hyatt. Cedric wore number four to kind of get back in the Dom, uh, the Dom Woods Anderson. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm, an, I'm a tight end kind of. Okay, Bob. I like that. I like that. I feel like Brandon Johnson should wear 85. Come on. Put on for your uncle, bro. That's true. Put on for your uncle. Hank says, no question. Just want you to know that if we run the ball 50 times in the rain, I will be fully erect. All right. All right. Uh, Hank has not been fully erect since the last time he went to a Chippendale show, so good for Hank. G-Man says, I don't know if they still do Chippendales. I think it's Thunder Down Under now. <laughs> to both, who is your pick to click on offense and defense this weekend? Ask G-Man. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, our pick to click on defense, uh, it better be Shamberger. Okay. I'm waiting, bro. Okay. Come out here and let's let's ball out, make a play. I want Shamberger to have a big strip sack. Just fire off the edge like a cannon, like he's been shot out of a cannon like he's known to do, and just knock the ball out. I'm going to go with Bryce Thompson. Hasn't been able to play cornerback. Hasn't been able to – didn't they held him out last week except for like really on third downs. He will be healthy, he will be your starting cornerback, and he is extremely good at football. I'm going to go with Bryce Thompson as my pick-to-click. He's finally back. What is the concept of the pick-to-click? Are we just supposed to say like who the important player is? I don't understand. It, what maybe it's like a guy that hasn't like been great yet. An X-Factor. I don't know. Yeah, Which like if, a, that's, if that's the case, then it's not Bryce Thompson because everyone knows how good he is. Yeah, I don't know what the concept of it is. I was going with a, a guy that we didn't think was going to – a key to the game maybe. I don't okay. know. But either way, I think uh, Schoenberg's going to have a good game, and our offensive playmaker should be Eric Gray. Like, let's just get him the ball. Yeah, agree. Get Eric Gray the ball, and I want Eric, I want Eric Gray, Gray and, and Ty Chandler on the field at the same time. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just put them on the field at the same time. I mean, you saw what the, the Packers were doing last night. Hell, they had running backs all over the field last night. And Chaney talked about it all fall camp, and we haven't seen it yet. You will see it this Saturday on CBS. Jim Chaney, Cade Mays revenge game. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. They said they didn't need you, Jim Chaney. They said they were happy you left. Kay, they called you a bitch. Worse things than that, too. They called your dad a bitch. Troy says, not a question. Just wanted to say he loves us both. We love you, brother Troy. I love you, Troy. You're a good man. I'm, I'm proud to know you, Troy. You're a blessing in my life. Um... You want to scram- rank your eggs, scrambled, fried, or deviled? Um, fried, scrambled, deviled. I actually love deviled eggs, but my grandmother, who who died and that we pressed that for on the podcast, she was a she was an awful cook. God rest <laughs> her soul. She was a terrible cook. She was a good woman, and she could cook. She cooked like five things. She cooked pecan pie that was like as hard as a brick. She cooked macaroni cheese that was also as hard as a brick. And she made deviled eggs and fruit salad. And she made deviled eggs so much for me during my childhood. And I ate them so much because I loved them. They're delicious that I can't even look at a deviled egg now. Even though they're delicious, I'm just like, I've had so many that I just can't do it anymore. So I'm going fried scrambled deviled. I'll go scrambled fried deviled. I, I have no, like, real memory of uh, – my grandmother was too old to cook by the time I got there. Uh, my family cooks a lot of deviled eggs for, like, the holidays, and I used to eat a lot as a kid, like you said, but I don't much like them anymore. I can only eat, like, one or two now. But I will fuck up some scrambled eggs, especially on a sandwich, any day of the week. That's right. Get a little nice little room temperature two-liter of Coca-Cola with an egg sandwich. Ooh, no, no. I usually go uh, orange juice when I, when I do the egg okay. sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I do I do keep the room temperature two-liter on deck, but I go with orange juice to get my day started, you know? I feel that. I feel that. Now, if I'm eating an di- egg sandwich for dinner, then I will go Coke. You're right. Uh, would you rather them roll out Stetson or JT Daniels, knowing that Stetson has a couple warm-up games under his belt and JT Daniels, this would be his first first action in a while? I think I would rather them play JT Daniels because I, I don't buy this, like, he's healthy thing. Like, he hasn't played in over a year. He just got medically cleared. Like, if they have to put in JT Daniels at some point, then I think Tennessee's in a really, really good spot. Uh, like, imagine how rusty JT Daniels is. He he hasn't been getting the reps at practice. That's for sure. I mean, all like, all available reps have to go to Stetson Bennett because he is the guy right now. 
I don't even know. Are we even certain that JT Daniels is the backup? I say if they fall behind early, he will be the backup. I thought it was weird that. At, like what are you, as opposed to who? Dewan Mathis? Yeah, I mean, I. Like, no, it will not. You will not see Dewan Mathis again. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't think we'll see Mathis either, but. Like, if they fall behind early and have to play him, it'll be, it'll be JT Daniels having to come in and throw the ball. I thought it was weird that in the broadcast Saturday night, they didn't, like, pan to JT Daniels at all. Like, they did in, like, the second half, like, once late in the game. But, like, I thought we would get, like, a cam. We'd have, like, a JT cam, you know, early, but we didn't. I mean,. I don't think, like, Georgia, I think Georgia's mentality right now is Stetson Bennett is our guy, and we're going to roll with him as long as we have to. Like, putting JT Daniels in isn't even in the thought process unless they get down or Bennett gets hurt. Correct. Mid to shout out, uh, we had two patrons up their pledge. Apologies to them. Austin Ford upped his pledge from $2 to $5. Shout out to Brother Austin. We love you and appreciate you. And Josh Whitaker uh, upped his from $2 to $5. Shout out to Brother Josh. We love you and appreciate you. Tropio11 wants to know, uh, the under is at 42.5. That has to be a lock, right? Yeah, I would take the under. I just don't like taking the unders in college football usually. But I was about to say, like, I would not even bet that, period. Like, I, that would not even be something that I would bet. Now, in the rain, like, that should help if the weather is going to be as bad as it actually is, but... I mean, even if the weather is good, like 42 and a half still is, uh, you know, about where it's going to be. But, you know, if I'm rooting for a team, especially, I don't want my, I don't want to have to bet on the under. Other than bet on Tennessee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm a fan of one of the team, two teams, like, I would hate to, like, have to make a decision of, well, my team's down. I don't really want them to score points right here because it'll fuck up the under. Like, I, just if you're looking for action on the game and you're a Tennessee fan, I would just rather have – the 12 and a half points, 13 points, because if it does go under, you want to have the team getting a bunch of points. Correct. That would just be my answer. Uh, as far as the over-under, I mean, that's obviously close to the right number, but the weather could make that a lot worse. So the line has gone down to 12? Yes, yeah, 12 and a half, I think. That's 12 on ESPN. What about Florida only favored by six and a half points? Over A&M? I mean, you talked about it. Florida's defense looks shitty. So, I mean, if not now, a win for Kellen Mond and Jimbo Fisher in terms of moving the ball, you know? Well, I'm going to – yeah, you're right. If not now, win, and I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's not now. So, I'm going to go so, with the Gators. Okay. And that's fine. I'm not advocating for betting on Oh, Texas I know. Now. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. I, know you're not. I just – I don't think Texas A&M's got it. I don't think Jimbo has it. Jimbo hasn't had it since uh, Jameis Winston. Won a national championship for him. Jonas with a good point. I want to hear. I want to hear what Pruitt says. When they showed that, I feel like he used a really good speech up on Missouri. Did you watch that clip of uh, his pregame speech, like during the highlights? No, I haven't. Ball yet. football posted out. Oh, it was good. He's talking about one of the maxims. <laughs> and like one of the maxims talked about the, uh, it had the word hour in it. Three times he said, he's like, and I want you to focus on that because this is our game. It's ours. He was extremely pumped up when they ran onto the field. Yeah. I mean, he's got some, he's got some confidence and some swagger right now. Like this is a career, this is a career defining season for him. Yeah. Like when you look at the recruits that we're trying to still get on board, uh, the recruits we're trying to keep. This is like a career-defining season. If if he can come out and go seven and three or eight and two, he's going to get a huge pay raise. He's going to be looked at as a huge success. He might win coach of the year. Like all these things are in play for him. And like if we have a good year, like and all of a sudden you start seeing the stat of wow, Tennessee is was fourteen and two in Pruitt's last sixteen games. People will really start talking about that. Yeah. I'm fired up. But, yeah, no, his uh, pregame speech was pretty good. Talking about being tough. And I, I don't think that, like, you need a pregame speech for Georgia like you do Missouri. Like, I mean, it, it's a whole lot harder for these guys to get up for Missouri than it is for Georgia when, like, half the team is from Georgia. Yeah, I know, man. But, like, we still think back to Fulmer's speech before. I know, I know, I know. 2001 Florida. Yeah. And, you know, how iconic that was. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, if he puts on – he's going to put out a good speech for Georgia. Like, he's going to have that speech. But you're right, like, in the in the sense of, like, everyone should be fired up for this. You're playing a top-five team. And like you yeah. said, there's a lot of guys here from Georgia. You have Cade Mays going back to play his old team. You have yeah. – like, the offense should be fired up for Jim Chaney. And, you know, Jeremy himself didn't have a great time at Georgia. He, I mean, like, you don't have to convince, like, Wani Morris he needs to be fired up or Jalen McCullough, or Trayvon Flowers, or, I mean, I think Sean Schamberger's from Georgia. Like, I mean, so many of these dudes are from Georgia. So, but I, I do I do understand what you're saying, and I right. bet it will be a good one. Not now, it's Georgia week. Anything else? No, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I'm pumped, man. I'm extremely excited. I can't wait for 2.30 on Saturday. Been a while since we've been extremely excited for a game versus one of our rivals like this. Um, don't let us down, Jeremy. I don't think they will, man. Last year against top 10 teams, we got our shit absolutely kicked. It was like 112, like 40-something. Yeah. It was bad. And, like, you know, there is a lot of pressure in this game to perform. If Tennessee does get blown out again, it's going to, like, ruin a lot of the goodwill he's built up by beating the non-elite SEC teams in Indiana. Like, maybe not with the fan base, like, all the fan base. Like, I, I'm not going to be, like, a meltdown mode probably, but, like, everyone else around the country, like, look, see, I told you. They beat up, they can beat up on South Carolina Missouri, but they're still not ready. Tennessee has to have a good performance here, and, and I think Jeremy knows that. I'm fired up. I think I, I need to find some people to go to Athens with me. Uh, one other thing is, I guess, right now, it does appear that Tennessee is going to get Jabari Smith in basketball. Oh, wow. Who is, he is just simply the uh, fifth best player overall in the nation on 24-7. Okay. Um, finally, it does appear, as of right now, it does appear, based on what the Rivals guys are saying, that Prick is about to get an elite big man. Okay. Jabari Smith is 6'10". So, um... When is he announcing? Friday. He's announcing Friday, so it could set up, be a nice <laughs> little weekend. <laughs> Ooh. And then next week is when uh, Mims. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Sometimes the week after that, I know. So it's soon. Saying. It's sometime in this month. I know. I, mean, I believe is... it's next week because I believe he came to Tennessee last weekend. Yeah, going, going to Georgia next weekend, weekend and making his decision on Wednesday. Yeah, he he will be at the Georgia Tennessee game this weekend. Um, Secretly rooting for Tennessee. I hope so. I'm very excited. I think there is some pressure on Tennessee. I think there's probably more on Georgia. I mean, they're the number three team in the nation at home. Oh, yeah, there's more. To, there's more pressure on Georgia, and like, hey, like we said, they're playing a guy named fucking Stetson Bennett. Their offense isn't going to be a bulldozer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tennessee's going to have an opportunity in this if they play smart Tennessee and aggressive. Smart. Yeah, no Tennessee problems. has to play good. Like, yeah, I mean, Tennessee has to play a really good game. But I think yeah, yeah, do yeah. It. I don't. I don't want anybody to think like Tennessee has to play awesome Saturday to win. No, um, they're going to play awesome. But they can. They've proven that they can. I think. What has to happen to get Prick to walk it back to regular Rick? Jackie, two words. Elite eight. Elite eight. Get me to my second elite eight. Get me. Final to, four. Get me to that Sunday game where the only thing that separates me from the final four in a banner is 40 minutes of basketball. Get me 40 minutes of basketball with Keon Johnson away from hanging a banner, and he will be regular Rick because I will take my chances with Brother Keon. And whoever we play, I don't care if it's Duke or whoever, some other gay team, I'll take my chances. Seth, I love you. I hope I love that you. we can, uh, if we, when we win, we can break it down on Sunday. Let's break it yes, down Sunday after, because our Titans and Bills are going to play on Sunday as well, most yes. likely, assuming that we're back from the COVID. So, Gotta yeah, be it's honest, a, no, a little no, bit nervous no, about your Bills. No positive test, right? Two days the, in a row, yeah. So we should be row, back yeah. in the building tomorrow. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That was just kind of shitty that they had to sit out a week anyway. Worried about your bills. Not going to lie. Worried about them next week. They're good. Defense actually played decent Sunday for once. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Goodbye. See Perhaps I have such special needs. I wondered what was wrong with me.
Pussies Call the first one savage mode my mood That's what it was 2016 we was running around Beat niggas up in the club I know she around for the money But act like she loyal I don't feel the love I'm so rich get bored Might wake up buy me a car just cause Her titties is hard cause she spent the five My bitch titties cost me a dub All my bitches got BBLs All my bitches got buzz I ain't with the rap beef Draco pedophile All my arts get touched We ain't never ran off on no bar But we still be hopping out cuz Running, running Running, 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 running. I leave all my cars running, 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 running. All my ops be running, 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 running. running. Wipe this nose, it was running, 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 running. Savage never did no. That closet for your wife. That hookah for your wife. Pussy. I'm slaughtered gang pussy. You know I brought my knife. He was talking gangster. We caught him at a light. Pussy. I let my young nigga do it. It was free. He wanted a strike. Oh God. Having my way with the cheese. I'm in the den with the thieves. Oh I know that she ratchet. I could tell by the way that she wearing her weed. 21. Smoking on Zaza. This shit came out the garden with Adam and Eve. 21. Chopper go five five. Shoot up your power. I need trying to make y'all bleed. 21. Got out of line. Spank that baby. We had to rock on the sleeve. Pussy, is it an issue? Keep me a pistol, I ain't finna ditch you. Pussy, all that pillow talk, I'ma have to send a boogie man to come get you. Chain hang low like a yo yo. Your bitch ride dick like Pogo. Running, 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 running. I leave by my cars. Running, 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 running. All my ops be running, 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 running. running. Wipe this nose, it was running, 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 running. Savage never did no. I bought a Hollywood bitch to club crucial. I was at the Met Gala with my shooter. Slaughter gang gang, we don't do recruiting. Say you ready to catch a body, gotta prove it. Gotta prove that shit. Shit ain't no motherfucking gang. Get your bitch at whack. Big facts, big 4L, nigga. Big zone 6, nigga. We run the motherfucking city, nigga. Y'all nigga know what the fuck going on, nigga. Body for body, nigga. Money for money, nigga. We skunking everybody, nigga. Fuck your crew, nigga. We'll kill your crew. Pussy, pussy, pussy. If your metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you.